Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. Lou Wallace was a 19th century lawyer, politician, and author. And he was a Union general in the American Civil War. In 1876, a little over 10 years after the war ended, Lou Wallace was traveling by train from his home in Crawfordsville, Indiana, to a Republican convention in Indianapolis. He had made his way through a passenger car of the train greeting and speaking to people. As he passed a private room, he heard a familiar voice say, General Wallace, come on in here. Lou Wallace entered the private room to find a fellow officer seated inside, a man named Robert Ingersoll, who had been a Union colonel in the war. Robert Ingersoll had grown up under the ministry of his father, a controversial Congregationalist preacher from upstate New York named John Ingersoll, who preached with Charles Finney. Robert Ingersoll had rebelled against his dad's faith, and since the war, he had become a well-known atheist, traveling the country speaking before large crowds, trying to persuade people that Jesus Christ was just a myth. Lou Wallace entered Ingersoll's private room and they exchanged friendly greetings. And then General Wallace said, what can I do for you? Ingersoll said, I just wanted somebody to talk to. Wallace said, I don't have much to say. Why don't you do the talking? Ingersoll said, fine. You pick the topic. I'll do the talking. Knowing Mr. Ingersoll's reputation, Lou Wallace said, Okay, here's the topic. Is there a God? Lou Wallace later wrote that all the way to Indianapolis, Mr. Ingersoll eloquently and with great detail refuted the existence of God and the life of Jesus Christ. Lou Wallace said that when he got off the train, his head was spinning. Not with doubt, Mr. Ingersoll hadn't persuaded him. Rather, he was filled with guilt. Guilt that he had no answers to Ingersoll's rant. And yet, he knew there had to be answers. But in all of his life's exploits, the one thing he had neglected was a genuine pursuit of the truth regarding the Jesus he had learned about growing up. He said that up until that time, his attitude towards God had been one of indifference. Listen to the description of that train ride in his own words. I had heard it argued times innumerable, always without interest. I had read the sermons of great preachers but always for the surpassing charm of their rhetoric. But how strange! To lift me out of my indifference, one would think only strong affirmations of things regarded holiest would do. Yet here I was now moved as never before. And by what? The most outright denials of all human knowledge of God, Christ, heaven, and the hereafter, which figures so in the hope and faith of the believing everywhere. Was the colonel right? What had I in which to answer yes or no? He had made me ashamed of my ignorance. And then, here is the unexpected of the affair. As I walked on in the cool darkness, I was aroused for the first time in my life to the importance of religion. To write all my reflections would require many pages. I passed them to say simply that I resolved to study the subject. Lou Wallace left that train ride prepared to seek the Lord for himself, to do the research, and to find the answers. 
By the time he finished his search for the truth, two things had happened. First, he had put his faith in Jesus Christ for salvation. And second, he resolved to write a book about the life of Jesus Christ. As he thought about writing this book, he realized that if he wrote a book that was a narration of the life of Christ, most likely only people who already believed on Jesus would read it. So he decided to go at it from another angle. He would write a novel, a fictional story, about the life of a man who lived the same time that Christ lived. And throughout his life, this man would cross paths with Jesus and watch him at work. Eventually, the ministry of Jesus would impact the man personally. Lou Wallace wrote most of his novel sitting in the shade of a tree in Crawfordsville, Indiana. And he penned the final chapters while he was governor of the territory of New Mexico. The name of the novel was Ben-Hur, A Tale of the Christ. Ben-Hur quickly became a bestseller and it stayed on the bestseller list for over 50 years. It was one of the most influential books of the 19th century. It has never been out of print since it was first published in 1880, and multiple plays and movies have been made from Lew Wallace's novel. Mr. Wallace lived another 25 years after Ben-Hur was published. He accomplished some remarkable things in his lifetime. In addition to being a general in the Civil War, he was appointed governor of the New Mexico Territory. And it was in that capacity that he issued a death warrant for the notorious outlaw William Bonney, known better as Billy the Kid. He was later appointed as the U.S. ambassador to the Ottoman Empire, present-day Turkey. He wrote seven fictional works and three nonfiction, including his autobiography in two volumes. When he was approaching the end of his life, Lou Wallace said that, of all his accomplishments, he was proudest of his novel, Ben-Hur. Christian. The Truths of the Life, Death, and Resurrection of Jesus Christ, your Savior, have the power to change lives and impact the world. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.